I'm Heather Roberts here with Deschutes County Commissioner Phil Chang. Welcome to the show. Good morning. We'll get your mic turned on there. There we go. We're all set. We're ready to go. There is a lot going on in Deschutes County. The kind of pervasive topic right now is the wildfire smoke. We are knee deep in fire season. Air quality alerts in effect. It is just smoky outside. And this is a topic you spend a lot of time on. Yeah, I've I've worked for over 20 years in forest management, community wildfire protection. Do we have them now? Okay, go ahead and say that again. We didn't have your mic on. I've worked for over 20 years in uh, forest management, community wildfire protection, forest restoration. And you've had some concerns. The the state is working again on a, on a new incarnation of a hazard, a wildfire hazard map. It was something that really gained a lot of attention, a lot of controversy about a year ago. Yeah. Uh, and there were concerns it was going to make insurance rates go up, especially for those of us here in Central Oregon. What are you seeing even without that map in place yet? Well, um, I am hearing reports from South County, from uh, West County, you know, Sisters area, that uh, people are having their insurance uh, rates, their premiums go up. Um, Some people are uh, facing not cancellation of their policy, but insurers are saying, we're pulling out of this area. and, um, you know, so the, the availability of, of policies, the cost of policies are all uh, being significantly affected by wildfire. Now, the state has said, I spoke directly with ODF, who said that that's not going to happen. They can't use this hazard map to negotiate higher rates or to cancel policies. So how is that possible if that's not supposed to be happening? Well, I- I think that, uh, you know, what's really important for people to understand is that the insurance companies have their own data. They uh, they have been tracking claims and losses in our community for uh, decades. Um, so they know where there's uh, severe fire risk and they know where they're going to uh, for lack of a better phrase, they know where they're going to take it in the shorts, basically, because, you know, they, they haven't been charging people enough in premiums to cover the, the claims that they have to pay out. So um, I think that the insurance company knows what they need to do, just like, you know, we've seen as hurricane severity and and frequency increases in Florida, we're seeing insurers pull out there, we're seeing them jack up people's premiums. I think we are basically experiencing the exact same thing here. It's just that um, those those maps arrived at this moment while the insurance company was making these adjustments, and it was a convenient scapegoat to say like, "Oh, the state is telling us that that the risks are." are much higher here. So that's why we have to raise your premiums. But that also makes it very difficult to tell whether they are using those maps or not. It is, it is very difficult to tell, but um, when you talk to the, the state, the, the insurance commission for the state, they will tell you, uh, you know, our hotline is open and no one has reported that their insurance company is, is doing this, that, that their insurance company, uh, we're not hearing from any insurance companies that they're using the maps. Uh, are those draft maps? And we haven't heard from uh, many consumers that um, they their insurance company is using that as a justification for raising their rates. So I have a I have a friend, uh, I have friends and sisters who showed me the letter from their insurer that says um, 
the state wildfire map said that you're a higher risk, and so that's why we're we're canceling your policy. I told them to report that to the state insurance commissioner. Aside from telling your friends to do that, as a Deschutes County commissioner, can you do anything to help mitigate this problem? What really needs to happen, I mean, we can we could talk about the maps and whether they're to blame or not. Um, but what really needs to happen is we need to uh, do defensible space around our homes, uh, fuels reduction in the forests and, and uh, you know, juniper woodlands around our communities and harden our homes. And then we need the insurance company to recognize that people have taken those measures and account for them in in, in their insurance premium rates and and coverage decisions. So, and I don't think that that is happening yet. Like the and how we do that, how you get the insurance um, industry to recognize the measures that we're taking to make ourselves more resilient. It's super complicated because you know they don't they don't have inspectors to go out and and check everyone's home who are experts in all of this stuff and to maybe they should <laughs> maybe they should but we might have to pay for it in terms of you know well, well maybe the people who have uh who have high risk who haven't done anything pay for it in their premiums and the other people get a discount i want to make sure we have time and before we run out of time this morning to talk about the new county camping code we've been covering this for several weeks the uh your your you and your colleagues passed the second reading so it is it is passed right. uh, yesterday, yes. but it's not going to take effect for 90 days. Are there concerns that within the next three months, things are not going to fall into place to where this actually can legally take effect? Yeah, um, I'm, let, let me just say first that I think just about everyone in our community can agree that we do not want uh, we do not want to have so much unsheltered, unauthorized, unmanaged camping. So this camping code is a response to that. The, the question is, well, how do we, you know, how do we do that? You know, how do we, how do we actually reduce that? Um, some people say, well, just tell people they can't be here and then they'll go away. Uh, but we actually know that if you kick people out of one, one unauthorized location and they don't have any place to go, they will end up somewhere else. And that's what we've seen. We've seen some of the camps get cleared and then China Hat is where they land. Absolutely. It's like squeezing a tube of toothpaste, right? Um, So uh, within 90 days, now that we've passed that that camping code uh, revision, we need to have alternative sites for people to go um, so that we can actually enforce the the camping code legally it's not enforceable unless you have a place to direct them right there's all this there's all this case law boise versus martin grants passes challenged the federal courts uh recently as well uh, that that has shown us that if we try to enforce this camping code without alternative places offering alternative places for people to go um we will land in federal court and we will likely lose but the previous propositions, if you will, to create a managed site have, frankly, failed in in, in Bend and, and the outskirts of Deschutes County. The governor has expressed her very, being very hesitant to approve allowing a managed camp outside the urban growth boundary. Do you support that idea? I, I, do, I do support that idea in specific cases. Um, 
in close proximity to um, to the to the urban growth boundary, um, there is a, a site in on the east side of Bend that I think actually would be a great um, a great site. Landowners are very excited to support people taking steps out of homelessness, surrounded by two churches who are also comfortable and on board with the with the proposal. But it is zoned uh, that land is zoned exclusive farm use, and there are a lot of questions about whether we. Um, can do outdoor shelter uh, in what's called resource-zoned lands. Do you have a thought on how we can actually get from here to there? Um, For that site... Or for any site, frankly, to to be able to be in compliance with the law in 90 days. Right. I think think the passage of our camping code um, creates focus and urgency for all three county commissioners to deliver uh, on these alternative sites some some kind of outdoor shelter and um, this is a that 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 urgency that we need these sites within 90 days to actually enforce our, our camping code um, I'm hopeful will spur some creativity and some a really focused effort to get us there. It's going to definitely take some creativity outside the box thinking because the inside the box thinking those ideas, uh, they're not going to fly at this point. Yeah. I, I I would say that um, there's been sort of this uh, dismissal of small sites, you know, like, Oh, a one acre site, a two acre site, that's not big enough. And I, I I really think that uh, we need to, um, we need, we need to understand that, Four one-acre sites is just as good as one four-acre site. Okay. I mean, it might take more um, human resources to manage it if it's dispersed across, you know, four sites. But um, you can put the same number of people in four one-acre sites as you could in one four-acre site. Deschutes County Commissioner Phil Chang, we are out of time, but we appreciate you coming in and filling us in on uh, just some of the big issues you guys are dealing with. Thank you so much for having me today. You're listening to FM News 100.1 and 1110 KBND.